Black Equity, second episode. Let's get to it. All right. So, yesterday we went through uh, the first episode. We talked a lot about uh, Jordan Peele uh, putting out the trailer on Christmas Day uh, for the movie Us. We talked about the black equity uh, that could be found in those uh, in that space of the horror genre for black culture. We also talked about uh, LeBron James speaking on NFL owners with a slave mentality. And we talked about how uh, we could see that there is some similarity there. And so yesterday, I want to thank all the listeners who had a chance to uh, listen in and uh, give feedback. Definitely appreciate it. And so for today, moving forward into the second uh, episode, I want to wish everyone a happy Kwanzaa. Today is the first day of Kwanzaa. Uh, and today is supposed to signify the day of unity. And so make sure that you gather up with your family today and uh, start working towards uh, solvable uh, issues. Start talking about the things in your life that uh, may have caused a wedge. And I think it is very important that we get to start communicating, uh, reconciling, uh, some of the issues that are in our community. Uh, so today's supposed to represent that. Um, so in that fashion, since today is the day of unity, I want to focus briefly on just a few topics uh, that have been kind of in in the commu- in the black community. And so here's what I have on my brain today. There appears to be there appears to be a a rift between old versus new. There appears to be a huge discrepancy in generations. I've noticed a lot that the millennials, those who are a little bit older than millennials, and then of course, you know, those people that are 60 and older, there's a huge difference within our community. And so I have reached a place in my life where I have gone to people who are older, people maybe in their 50s or 60s, And I've offered to partner with them on business dealings. And I am shocked at how many people will be offended at working together. If we're going to get into Kwanzaa, we're going to talk about unity. Let's keep it all the way funky. Let's keep it all the way real. There's very little unity in our community. I've literally have had people tell me that black folk can't work together. This is from an older generation. And so when you have that mindset, that's what you're going to have. That's that's the reality. Let me let me just stop stop right here. Let me 
say this for everybody in the back. You create your own reality. So when you're going around saying that, uh, you know, black folk can't work together or, you know, that can never be done. Well, you just created it. Me personally, I know it can be done. I'm doing it every day. It's actually something that I failed to mention on yesterday's podcast that I want to mention right now is I realized one day that I had that I was the person that I was looking for. I was always looking for someone to start talking about black equity, about how do we own black businesses? How do we invest in businesses? How do we position ourselves to own? How do we uh, create that new black Wall Street? How do we do these things? And I started noticing that very few people were out here doing it. And those who were doing it, I didn't feel like they had the character or the integrity uh, for me to partner with. When you go to those who are older, because I'm a little bit younger, I'm in my early 30s, they see me as someone that they want to control, someone that they want to manipulate, and they couldn't they couldn't fathom me working alongside them. They'd rather have me work underneath them. And I think that's a sad state of the culture when we really look at it. I mean, you can see it in hip-hop today. You can see it right now where there's a, a you got Ebro sitting on Hot 97 going after Kodak Black. And yeah, okay. Yes, there, there were some allegations. There is a pending case. And yes, I'm not here to dispute that part. But it feels like Ebro has an agenda of old versus new. And so I'm not going to spend time talking about you know, Ebro situation, you know, that's a week or so ago. We want to keep it fresh here. But it is part now of the culture. It's part of the conversation. We put that in the, in the campfire and we throw it in there. It's part of our story now. There, There is an issue that we really need to address of old versus new. I don't know if it can be solved, to be honest with you. If you are an older listener and you're listening to this, I extend my hand to you. For us to work together, for for you to impart your wisdom, and for me to impart mine, I believe that there's wisdom. Wisdom could be found from anyone. Wisdom is just information that you just didn't know before, and everybody that you come in contact has information as part of their story that you did not know prior to this conversation taking place. And so it baffles me that we have reached a place in our community where because you're 40, 50, 60, 70 years old, now you think you know so much that you can't learn from anyone who is uh, 10, 20, 30 years old. There are 10 year olds right now that could probably teach you more about technology than you would ever imagine. But because they're 10, 15, 20, 30 years old, you talk down to them as if you're better than them. But yet, I always hear this thing in our community that, you know, the next generation is supposed to be better than the previous generation. 
Well, damn it, how come we don't act like it? If the next generation is supposed to be better, then why don't we treat them worse? So if we're going to have a day of unity, if we're going to have a day where we're all coming together, we're all building within our community, if we're going to say happy Kwanzaa, and I need to get on this, this Kwanzaa situation too. I'm going to get to that in one second. But if we're going to have a day of unity, we got to start acting like it. This is getting ridiculous out here. Another thing is not just old versus new. I want to get into something else too. I reached out. I reached out about three years ago to a person that I'm not going to throw their name under the bus. They have a podcast. They talk about black wealth. They talk about the black community. And this is about three years ago on Twitter. I reached out to them and said, hey, let's partner. Let's work together. Let's, you know, hey, because I knew that we were on the same wavelength. And let me tell y'all, the way I was talked to, the way I was treated by this person, I mean, how dare you say you care for the culture? And then when people actually reach out to you, when you pull the mask off, you're not really who you say you are. I, I could not fathom having a, a podcast called Black Equity, talking about investing in black companies, and then when those very companies, those very investors come into my space, I treat them like dirt. I can't even fathom it. And so even after that, I, I was trying to invest with these people, trying to work with them. And then I realized one day, it was really recently, I realized just because someone has the same skin color as you don't mean they for you. The skin color don't really matter. I mean, you know, we, we call it black equity, but really what it comes down to is the heart. It really comes down to what kind of heart do you have? What kind of character do you have? That's what's going to determine all this stuff. So we got old versus new. We got people who aren't really for the culture, but yet they, they plant themselves in it. And they, they run around pretending to be experts at things. They position themselves to be uh, on different platforms and to sell their services. But when you actually talk to them, they don't give a damn. I've had I've had people tell me that they went and ran out to black folk. This is people who are black. So I'm a little confused of what is going on out here. So if we're gonna have unity, I think we gotta start there. I think we really have to, to peel that back a little bit and realize there's something missing. The old versus the, the new, the, the people who aren't really for the culture, and then self-hatred. You don't rent out the black folk. You don't work with people because they're 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 20 years younger than you. We could be making money together. I could show you some things that you don't know, and we could be splitting profits. You could you could give me a piece of equity in your company. And when I say give, I really mean I can invest. Not just give me a piece, piece of equity. Let me invest in your company. Let me show you technology. Let me show you how to navigate the digital channels. What is going on out here? Have we 
have we put our ego so much in front of us that we we can't even get past a simple difference as age we put people are building platforms and podcasts and websites and they're doing all these different things and now all of a sudden their ego didn't got in the way so when you reach out to them they talk to you like you ain't ish and so a lot of these things that have happened to me is, is, has birthed the need for this podcast now I'm not saying every single person who ever reaches out to me is going to be somebody that I work with but why would I treat them like dirt I can't help every single person. I can only help with people that I'm aligned with. And I can only help people that it makes sense. But literally, I have hit somebody up on Twitter who has a podcast talking about uh, investing in black companies, investing in, in, in real estate with each other. And they literally said, you know, leave me the hell alone. Stop trolling me. Stop, you know, sending me freaking messages. You know, and the word wasn't freaking. But yet they, they, they perpetrate through social media and other channels like they're really for the culture. They sneak into my, into my IG stories and they try to study my every move. They pretend to be... I believe that a lot of people are creating podcasts so they can steal information from other people. They'll sit there and they inter- interview people so then they can gain new wisdom and new knowledge so then they can implement it for themselves. Which is fine if that wasn't uh, the, the, the intent. It's all about the intent with this thing. So on my podcast, you're not going to find me sitting there trying to steal information with the intent of stealing it for my own profitability. If anything, you're coming here so that I can give you information so I can drop it on your lap so then you could be better. If there's more wisdom out there, please send me an uh, instant message. Send me a DM. We can build together. I call all black businesses, black investors. Let's partner. Let's work together if it makes sense and we're properly aligned and our characters match. I want to work with all of you. I'm down for the unity. But it's amazing how people will show you who they really are. But to everyone else... They see the smiley faces, they see the branding of someone, and they think somebody is good. Somebody just hit my inbox the other day from something I sent them two months ago, and they hit my inbox. I guess I had asked them a question. I don't even know. It was so long ago. I don't even remember what I asked. And they said, just go Google it. Just go Google it? If I ask, whatever I asked, obviously I'm trying to get it from a reliable source. And so your response to me, supposedly you're of the, the culture, just go Google it. These people are perpetrating like they really are for the culture. Yeah, they got black skin. Yeah, they got 100,000 followers. Yeah, they've built some platforms. Yeah, they appear to be for the culture. But when you actually talk to them, they ain't real. It's all fake. It's all facade. They're not really real. And so I challenge you, my black business owners, my black investors, my podcast listeners who support this uh, content, test the spirits of these people. See what they really are about. 
Because a lot of y'all are following false prophets. A lot of you are doing business deals with, with dirty hands. You're shaking hands with dirty with, with dirt underneath their nails. They're not, they're not of they just appear to be of the culture. They're not really real. This is not a tear them down situation. Because if it was a tear tear them down situation, I would call their ass by name. But I'm just I'm reflecting on unity. But in order to have unity, in my opinion, and challenge me on it, hit me up on IG, DJM Wisdom. Hit me up on Twitter, DJM Wisdom. Let's talk about it. If I'm wrong, call me out. But to me, unity starts with taking away the cancer. Unity starts with being honest and having a solid circle around you. That's where unity starts with me. I can't just be united with just anybody. There's this thing called uh, being tied to the wrong people. So there, there are people in the culture who are putting out content, who are supposedly helping, and yes, there is wisdom within that content. I just said there's wisdom from everywhere. So I'm not saying, you know, I, you know, don't go get the wisdom. Get the wisdom. But just know who you're dealing with, especially if you're doing long-term deals with people. Another thing I noticed, if we're talking unity, is there's a lot of black men who don't want to help other black men. It's very territorial. There are some who do want to work together, and I love y'all. We've been communicating and we've been talking, we've been building. I'm noticing this thing of black man on black man attacks because a lot of the people that I'm talking about all three scenarios from old to young from people not being who they say they are to go google it all these are black men black men talking to another black man see the, the thing is they think that we need them and they think that we don't, that they don't need us. And there's that, that quote floating around in my head and floats around on social media. If you really want to know somebody's true character, watch how they treat the people that they think they don't need. Watch it. If you truly want to be united, it starts with being tied to people of people of beautiful character if you truly want to be you united and have unity it starts with being tied to people of enormous character i'm looking at this unity thing i'm looking at kwanzaa now let's get into it this is the next topic i really want to get into people are running around and they are saying that Kwanzaa isn't a real holiday. I know. <laughs> I was bugged out too. So wait. 
So what is a real holiday? Okay. So uh, Valentine's Day, that's that's a real holiday. Well, you know, we won't get into that. Columbus Day, is that, that that's a real holiday. Okay, you know, Veterans Day, much respect to the veterans, but come on now. It was a holiday that we made up to to honor veterans. Not that anything is wrong with veterans, but it, you create holidays for what you care about. Thanksgiving, that's that's the real holiday. I mean, I'm trying to look at these alternatives. Christmas is the real holiday because I'm seeing more Santa than Jesus. And the whole point of Christmas is the word Christ, right? I mean, for people who celebrate that. I have gotten to the place where Christmas is, is becoming less of, of an importance to me. And I'm actually diving more into Kwanzaa. I got an event later on this month for Kwanzaa. And so when people are saying, well, Kwanzaa isn't real. It's not a real holiday. It makes me think of this conversation that Roland Martin had on his YouTube channel. Now, you may be a fan of Roland Martin, you may not be, but he's one of the only few people in the news who has his own YouTube channel that actually reports daily on uh, black topics. And so there, there is knowledge and wisdom that comes from his YouTube channel. So if you're not watching Roland Martin, but yet you're watching CNN, I feel bad for you, to be honest, because th there's wisdom and, and understanding that can come from listening listening to someone from your culture but he said something one time on his youtube channel when he was working at tv one he had a show that came on from seven to nine i believe it was uh and it was the new it was the news channel it was a news program and he was basically reporting all the news and how it affected uh black culture this is before he started his own digital show on YouTube, which you, you can see every day at, I believe at 6 p.m. So he said that he was walking the streets, you know, minding his business, and he ended up into a conversation with another black man. And they, they said, hey man, you know, where you been? I ain't seen you, I ain't seen you. Because they're used to seeing Roland Martin on CNN. And so they hadn't seen him in years, in their, in their mind. So because he wasn't on CNN, he didn't exist. He says, oh, I'm over at TV One. He said, oh, okay, oh, okay. Now, if you, you know, a little backstory, TV One is a black-owned network that features black-owned uh, programming or black-focused programming. And so this, this gentleman, uh, I believe it was an older gentleman, said, okay, that's cool, but when are you going to get a real show? And so I remember hearing this story. I'm like, wait. What's going on here? So he doesn't have a real show because it's not on CNN. What makes CNN real? And what makes TV one fake? And the only thing I can think of, and if you can find something else, let me know. The only thing I can think of that would make CNN real and TV one fake is skin color. Roland Martin started talking to the man. He said, don't you know the same place where I film? It's the same place where, uh, at the time, uh, Brian Williams was doing the 6 6.30 news on NBC. He said, you know, the same chair, the same desk, 
It's the same place that we both film from the exact same place. They just, you know, send the signal to NBC or they send the signal to TV One, but the studio is the same. So what is so unreal about what I do compared to anyone else? It makes you wonder. So when we go back to the Kwanzaa conversation and people are saying, well, that's not a real holiday, but yet Christmas is, you might want to do some research. (laughs) I don't want to go too deep. We might save it for the next episode. As things pop up in pop culture, as things hit us in our black equity thinking, Y'all might want to do some research on the Egyptians and how a lot of information was stolen from them and whitewashed and handed to you as Christianity. I'm just saying, I could be wrong. Do your own research. So today is a, is a conversation about unity. And if we're going to have unity, we got to have honesty. T.D. Jake said something the other day that was very beautiful. It was about two or three weeks ago. He said... I can tell you're not walking in your truth because you're not free. He said, I can tell you're not walking in your truth because you're not free. He said, the truth will always set you free. Now, of course, I'm quoting uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes. I just talked about Christianity. So, hey, maybe now I sound like someone who is contradicting themselves. Always remember, there's wisdom everywhere. And I believe what he's saying. I do believe the truth will set you free. And if someone isn't free, it's because they're not walking in their truth. They're not living their truth. They're living somebody else's truth for them. And it's a sad day where all these other holidays that were handed to you by uh, people who don't even care for your culture. That you, you, you wake up and these holidays are out here that which were all made, all holidays are made up. Yes, even Kwanzaa. They're made up in our own memories, in our own mind. And it's okay. But what makes one more valid than the other? Everything is make-believe. Everything that we're walking in is all created. And you choose the make-believe story in which you're going to live. And the purpose of this podcast, Black Equity, is to tell yourself a story of owning your culture and owning the businesses in it and keeping the black dollar circulated within your own people. If you believe in that story, if you believe in that narrative, live it. If you truly believe in helping your people, why are you coming in my DMs telling me to Google something instead of actually reaching your hand out and saying, hey, let's jump on the call. Let me teach you what I know. But I noticed that black men will go out of their way to help black women because they think they can get something out of it. But if you're a black man talking to other black men, you get shunned. Now I'm all for uplifting our black our black women, our black queens. And I'll help I'll help them out in a heartbeat. But the same courtesy in which I extend to a black woman, I extend to a black man the same. 
And it hurts my heart on the day of unity to sit here and seeing people perpetrating a false image and some of the biggest cultural vultures in our community have the same skin color as you and I. It's disgusting. I'm here to invest uh, and be part of black companies so then we can really take back our community. If you're a black company, reach out to me. If you're a black investor, reach out to me. If there's some partnerships that we can do, let's do it. If you would like to advertise on this podcast, let's do it. But you will respect me. And you will respect this culture. And if it keeps happening again, I'm going to call your ass out by name. Stop running around here perpetrating for the black community. But then when the lights turn off and the mic gets cut off, you ain't real, my G. You not real. You're fake. Black equity is about taking ownership of our community and it starts with getting the imposters out. Get them out of here. You can tell the real from the fake the moment you see it. The counterfeit, the counterfeit dollar is a lot different than the real dollar. And y'all been y'all been eating too long up in here with your fake imposter selves. So if we're gonna have a day of unity, get the imposters out. As we move into tomorrow. I want everyone to start really thinking about who they're associating with. You are a average of the five people that you associate with the most. So black equity, in my humble opinion, it begins with getting the fake ones out of your circle. It begins in believing in your own narrative and your own story. And it begins with believing in yourself. I look forward to speaking with you tomorrow as we see the new wisdom that comes to our our doorstep. I am super excited about where this podcast is going and all the feedback that I'm getting. We're going to try to keep it at anywhere between 20 to 30 minutes uh, an episode. We do not want to steal your time away from your family, your friends, but we do want to give you wisdom daily wisdom from a black perspective that's what black equity is and if you hit me up in my dms and you hit me up on twitter how dare i treat you like you're less than me we in this thing together but now that don't mean you get to just jump in there and disrespect me but if we're going to play this social media game let's be let's be respectable and professional If I keep seeing these snakes out here, we're going to have to start calling it out. Pay attention to what's real and pay attention to what's fake. Black equity. I'm out.